Welcome into another edition of Unpopular Opinions. I'm Chuck Taylor, and as always, across the mic, across the cell tower from me, the ever-present briefcase, Casey Cobb. Casey, what's up? Always ready to go, man. (laughs) All right, so uh, this is episode two of this week. If you haven't heard, check out episode one. We uh, talk about the targeting penalty in college football, our thoughts on um, possible solutions and clarifications on that. Then we go into our picks, recapping last week, previewing next week, and finally we take it out with our final takes. But for this episode, we're going to be focusing slowly or solely, sorry, slow, on, slow very slowly. Slow it down, Chad. Probably, hopefully, not slowly. Uh, solely on the Heisman Watch list. The ESPN experts poll is out has been for a week or so. Um, we're gonna, just going to kind of recap what we think about the, uh, the experts poll, the Heisman watch, some underdogs, maybe some dark horses, some um, overrated players, some underrated players. So, yeah, all things Heisman in this episode. So, Casey, um, since this was your idea, why don't you go ahead and launch us off with whoever you want to talk about, whatever you want to talk about week one. Um, overrated, underrated players, wherever you want to launch us off, go ahead and uh, just take us off with this one. Yeah, I think it's always fun just kind of, you know, have like knee-jerk reactions, right? Like, you know, to, to talk about the Heisman watch like after the very first weekend of the uh, of college football starting off, right? You know, everybody wants to like, you know, have knee-jerk reactions. It's kind of fun to already start talking about these things, even though it's probably way, way, way too early, right? But, uh, you know, I think we can have some fun with it. Um, you know, just to get us started off with, a few of the ones that I see on there, you know, like, and I hope I'm not mispronouncing his name, but uh, Tua Tagovailoa from Alabama. You know, I, I just thought it was funny. Like, we, we watched the, and I know you watched the final last year where you know, I, 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 thought, uh, um, I thought Georgia Right, it was Georgia versus uh, Alabama, right? Last year, yeah. Um, yes, yes, it right? was. Yeah, because Jake Fromm was in there, and yep. um, you know, I remember watching that game. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Right, Georgia's finally gonna—they're gonna beat Alabama. Alabama's going down, and uh, then Nick Saban took out uh, took out the the starting quarterback and put in uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Maybe you can pronounce that better than me. He plays one half, brings them back, and they win, you know, they win the championship. And so I look on there and I see, like, people already predicting him to be, you know, winning the Heisman. I'm like, really, we watched him play one half of a game, and you're already putting him in the Heisman watch. Like, that's all we've seen of him. Like, why are we totally jumping on board with this? Is is he just going to be in there because Alabama is so good, or is he actually going to be a good quarterback, right? And so we've already got him thrown into the talk, and um, we don't have a clue. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I can't. I can't say I'm surprised. It's the same thing with Jalen Hurts last year. Um, he was in the Heisman race as a freshman, um, or even last year as a sophomore, right? And you, we, we don't really know. You know, we didn't really know much about him at the time. It's just, it's Alabama. It's you know they've. They're as good as they are, they've got to have someone in the Heisman race. But, you know, I, I don't really think it's necessarily deserved until they earn it. But 
Tua's pretty low on the experts poll. He's third from last. So he only has two votes right now. Um, and they're, you know, fourth and whatever place votes. Um, so not really getting a ton of recognition right now. He's going to have to earn his way up, but he is on the periphery, your peripheral, you know, so, um, there's that, but, um, yeah, one thing, just looking at the at the watch list, you know, you got all juniors and seniors. There are three sophomores, Jonathan Taylor, the running back for Wisconsin, um, A.J. Dillon, the running back for Boston College, coming out of right. nowhere. What is that? I, I know. <laughs> yeah, and then Tua, the quarterback for Alabama, the three sophomores. And then all quarterbacks and running backs, as to be expected, um, and then a defensive tackle from Houston, Ed Oliver. And if you don't know, Ed Oliver is an absolute – freak athlete um he is he's gonna be they're, they're calling him the next nadamakong so uh out of nebraska he is really he he could really make a push in this heisman race he is that good he is that crazy talented um tom herman you know praised him when he came in he got to see him as a freshman now ed being a junior um just an absolute talent so ed would be someone to look out for but you got some some uh, recognizable names in Bryce Love, Will Greer, the senior quarterback out of West Virginia, is expected to have a huge year. Khalil Tate out of Arizona. Um, you said to uh, Drew Locke, the quarterback out of Missouri. Trace McSorley from Penn State, quarterback. So some familiar and unfamiliar names. Um, but, yeah, is there an early – do you have an early favorite to look out for or dark horse or anything like that? Yeah, I got a couple. You know, that Will Greer tore Tennessee up. Yeah. West Virginia beat Tennessee 40 to 14. He threw 25 for 34, 429 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. You know, quarterback ranking of 91.0 is raw, 90.6. I mean, yeah, I mean, playing against, uh, you got a Big 12 team playing against the SEC team. Even though Tennessee is not necessarily one of the better ones, and they're they're again in transition with a new coach as well, and yeah, their whole debacle last year of picking a head coach that was that was a joke. Mm. Um, that would be fun to talk about. Yeah, they offered it to somebody, took it back, offered it again, took it back. I mean, that was funny, but but uh, yeah, Will Greer had a had a stellar game against the SEC team, so I think he's somebody that we need to be looking out for, and. Um, you know, West Virginia, they, they can put up some yards. So I think he's somebody to be watching out for. You know, you got Khalil Tate. Of course, he's out in the Pac-12, and you and I both don't like to give them a lot of credit. So I don't know. He, I don't know if he really should be up there or not. We'll just have to see. Um, and then Jake Browning, like we talked about in the first podcast, you know, he, he looked pretty human against Auburn. Yes, he did. Yep. Yeah, so he's been in the conversation for last – he was in the conversation last year, but that game against Auburn I think has really hurt his chances. I, I would be – I'd be surprised to see him actually get back into the conversation until – unless he can really turn it around and have a really good game, you know? Yeah, Jake, um, you know, he's a – I think he might have even been in the discussion way down in sophomore year. But, yeah, his junior year was – he was up way up there. And then this year being a senior year, some really high expectations. And he did not come out and look very good against Auburn. I mean, didn't look terrible. He almost threw for just about 300 yards. But he had the interception and the fumble. So, 
not yep. getting off to a great start. Um, you know, and, and talk about, uh, you know, good starts. Bryce Love, 29 yards, no touchdowns. Oh, my goodness. A wow. yard point six, one point six yards per carry against San Diego State. Yeah. Um, really, really slow start for Bryce Love. That's, you know, he coming in very much the favorite. He rushed for 2,000 yards last year. Um, and just kind of the overwhelming favorite in this and just came out and laid an egg against San Diego state. So not, yeah. uh, not looking good for him. And as you mentioned, just briefly, Khalil Tate, not, not a very impressive week against BYU, 197 yards with a touchdown, 50% completion percentage for Khalil Tate in that one, a 63.7 QBR. So a lot of these guys are going to have to pick it up to compete with the, uh, the Jonathan Taylors of the world, the Ed Olivers, Will Greers of the world. Um, they're going to have to show that uh, college football season has started. There's no preseason, and, you know, you got to get going if you're going to win the Heisman. Yeah, I wonder why Khalil Tate is in there. I mean, he had a good QBR last year in 92, but, I mean, you know, I'm looking at his stats, 14 TDs, 9 <laughs> interceptions, threw for 1,591 yards. I mean, that's – I mean, that's not too much. I mean, are they just saying because Kevin Sumlin's there and the offense that he runs will lend itself to it in the in the weaker Pac-12? You know, I don't, I don't know why he's in that conversation, but uh, yeah, he didn't he didn't do himself any favors this weekend at all. No, he didn't, and uh, I'm not sure if he was the starter for all of last. Yeah, he was not. He was he not the starter okay. for all of last year. He came out. He was a, a sophomore. That or else he got hurt. I honestly can't remember. He might have got hurt, but he did not start every game. He had very. He had. Um, okay. It wasn't until about week five that he was kind of in there uh, for good. Week four, five, five. So yeah, that, that's the reason why. And he was, he was also a sophomore coming into his junior year. Expectations are kind of high, but yeah, he's got to do better than that. Um, yeah, like I said, my my dark horses, you know, I really like Ed Oliver. To I don't, I don't know if he'll win. It's so hard as a as a non impact player, quarterback, running back, right. but he's definitely going to be someone that could definitely be there in New York as a finalist um, and surprise a lot of people, a lot like Ndamukong Su. Um, but then I, you know, Will Greer is is very high expectations this senior year coming back to West Virginia. He's definitely by far and away the best quarterback in the big 12 uh, right now returning, you know, you can make an argument for Kellen Murray, uh, Kellen oh, crap. What's it? Kyler Murray. Sorry. Kyler Murray for Oklahoma, but it being his first year, you know, you really don't know what to expect. So Will Greer high expectations this senior year. Um, and then, you know, I mean, looking down the list, you know, McSorley's had his, had his moments, but it's a week, it's a week, um, you know, Rodney Anderson's going to be a really solid quarterback for OU too. You know, he doesn't need to be overlooked, but it's kind of a weak year past Bryce Love and I'd say Ed Oliver for the Heisman. But having said that, Jonathan Taylor, uh, 145 yards, two touchdowns, over eight yards a carry against Western Kentucky – but a very solid game for Jonathan Taylor, maybe passing up Bryce Love for uh, the Experts Bowl week two. Yeah, he sh- he. I think he would deserve it too. You know, and I, I don't know how they are this year, but you know, in in years past, Western Kentucky has been a pretty tough tough team. Yeah, they have they've, surprised people. They've surprised people, and they they've played pretty well in the past. They made so, a uh, made a bowl game last year. 
exactly. You know, so for Wisconsin, you know, 34-3, not a huge score. I'd like to see him beat him a little bit, uh, a little more than that. But West Kentucky's not a uh, not a, a, a team to, to be overlooked. And, you know, they played him well, and he had, a, he had a decent game that game. So, you know, I could see him moving above Bryce Love for now, right? And, um, you know, you, you had mentioned uh, Kyler Murray. So Kyler Murray's my dark horse. That's a good one. He's not even on the uh, experts poll right now, but he did get a lot of talk coming into the season. Uh, yeah, he is I, an exceptional athlete. He is a very good athlete, you know. So we know OU, of course, is going to be good, but uh, he he is the kind of player, you know. He's got he's got kind of the Johnny Manziel type of player, a little bit undersized, but he's fast. You know, his, his accuracy was an issue at A&M, but it looks like he's cleaned that up. Um, you know, yeah, he's somebody that we haven't seen play a lot, but I really do think that Kyler Murray, as long as he doesn't get hurt because he's, he's small, you know, but, but uh, I think he's a dark horse. I think he's somebody that, that I expect to move into the conversation as we go along. That's a that's a really good dark horse pick, and and I have a couple of things on Kyler Murray, uh, but real quick about Jonathan Taylor, um, you know he's a sophomore coming into this year. Last year he broke Adrian Peterson's FBS freshman rushing record with nineteen hundred and seventy seven yards. Um, so he has yes he has the FBS freshman rushing record as of last wow. year, passing Adrian Peterson. So. He's legit, and he's coming into a sophomore year. Jonathan Taylor, not somebody to be overlooked. Uh, this guy is for real. So coming out hot in week one, albeit against Western Kentucky, but Bryce Love's really going to have to put his foot on the gas if he doesn't want to get passed up by the likes of uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, but with that, uh, Kyler Murray is a super interesting topic, and we could have an entire episode just talking about his predicament. So if you don't know – um, Kyler Murray was drafted in the first round of the MLB draft this past season by the Oakland athletics. Uh, he signed a contract worth, um, over a million dollars, two, $3 million possibly, maybe even four or five. I'm not sure. It was a first round pick. Um, so he's making about as much money as his coach. If you don't know right now, uh, that's not a lie. Um, that's so funny. He agreed. <laughs> He, well, the Oakland Athletics agreed to let him come back to school because he wanted to come back and play one year as the quarterback of the University of Oklahoma um, before he went into baseball. Now, I, I don't know if he's fully made his decision, but everything's pointing towards he will take that contract and play in the MLB. I'm, I'm pretty sure he actually already signed it. So, but they agreed to let him come back and play one year of college football. That's pretty cool. Huge, huge gamble on uh, the likes of the Oakland Athletics. Uh, I mean, we're talking about football here. We're talking about a quarterback, and we're talking about a rushing quarterback, a very, um, you know, active quarterback back there, very mobile. He's going to get hit a lot. He's going to get, you know, I mean, Oklahoma has a great offensive line, but regardless, he's going to get hit. Um, It's football. And it's a very physical sport. And, I mean, that's a huge game. That's a first-round pick. And, you know, you can say what you want about the MLB draft not meaning as much because you're not going to see these guys for three, four, five years. But still, to quote-unquote waste or, or quote-unquote gamble your first-round pick on a player that is going to 
you know, playing college football and, and Kyler's a very good uh, baseball player. If you don't know, he played uh, past couple of years for the university of Oklahoma baseball team. He's a redshirt sophomore uh, in football. He redshirted two years ago, played as a backup to Baker Mayfield last year, but it, it's a gamble because they have limited stats on him in Oklahoma because he did play a lot, but he, he, I don't think he was technically a starter. I mean, he did play a lot of games, he DH'd a lot um, because, you know, the football team didn't want him going out there getting hurt, but he did play some outfield. Just an overall gamble and a super interesting situation with him. How much does he go out there and give? You know, what kind of effort does he give with that contract looming in the background? Because, you know, they could, you know, I don't know the stipulations of his injury, you know, like how that would play out contract-wise. But I guarantee you there is a way to get out of that contract or pay him much less money. And then you're jeopardizing not only your NFL career, but your MLB career as well, injury-wise. So a lot going on with Kyler Murray and a very, very interesting situation. We'll have to see how it plays out. They must think he has a lot of potential. Um, it looks like it looks like they gave him a contract that's Around five million dollars. Yeah, that sounds about right. First round pick. I think he was top ten. I think he was like a number nine pick or something like that. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of money. Yes. You know? And you know that that's an interesting conversation too. You know, if if you were if if you were were given the option to go play football versus baseball, you know, just from a standpoint of of you know, protecting yourself physically and financial standpoint, the longevity of it, man, you know, baseball has got to be the way to go. Oh, absolutely. You know, cause you see these baseball players play from like, you know, until they're, until they're in their, their late thirties to, to even some of them might even get to like 40, I guess, Nolan Ryan's kind of the, you know, like the, uh, I don't know what you call it, like a wonder kind. I mean, that's almost like a miracle how long he played. But, uh, Jamie but, you know, they, Jamie Moyer was 49. 49 years old, yeah. right? I mean, you look at that. Bartolo Colon yeah, for the Rangers now, 45. Wow, 45 years old. So so you're looking at, you know, you could play for 25 years. And, and with the way baseball players get paid money, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a grind, you know. Yeah, you got to play a lot of games, but it's not – you know, football player who's a – you look at somebody who's a running back, and, I mean, they get maybe eight years. Maybe. You know, eight maybe. years. Maybe. That's, they that's can, a solid can, career. Yeah. And, you know, they're usually ending up in the, you know, early 30s and retiring then. So, you know, from a money standpoint, from a taking care of your body standpoint, yeah, baseball's got to be the way to go. You know, if I was doing it, I'd probably go with baseball. You don't – you're not going to get injured like you would in football either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the risk isn't there. Albeit quarterback is the one exception in football. I'd say quarterback and kicker um, would be the two exceptions. As to longevity in football, you can make it work, but that doesn't mean, you know, that still the Tom Brady's and Kurt Warner's and Brett Favre's of the world, they're rare. You know, yeah. the, those guys are rare. Um, yeah, that's right. You not only have to be able to stay healthy, you have to be good to play that long. So, that is the one exception and he does play it, but also the undersizement is, you know, he's got to be a, we have yet to see if Baker Mayfield can make it work, but he's got to be a um, Russell Wilson type player, which is very rare. A lot of people criticize the size thing. So maybe mm-hmm. they try to move him in the NFL to running back or wide receiver, something like that. And then the injury 
potential goes up and the, the longevity goes down and, you know, et cetera. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to think about here and, you know, kids at home put, play baseball. The, the short answer is play. Absolutely. <laughs> play, play baseball. Go with baseball. Go with baseball. <laughs> it, it's so, it, it's just such an easy decision um, financially and for your safety and, and, and everything else play baseball. It, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be very, very hard. But if you can pick up the game of baseball and make a career out of it, I mean, geez, you could be a utility infielder and be making $500,000 a year and do that for 10 years and get out. I mean, you don't even have to be good, but if you're good, I mean, you could do it for a long time and you can make a lot of money. Baseball players get paid the most baseball players get played the long, get paid the longest. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's, do. it's a no brainer decision. Um, but we still need football players. We still need people to field, <laughs> right, right, field yeah. the college teams <laughs> and field the NFL teams. So, you know, go, go for it. But if you have a choice, play baseball, um, because I, I, it's a no brainer. I think I'd be, you know, if, if it was, if I was playing baseball, I think I'd want to be a uh, middle relief pitcher. That, that's got to be the best. Dude, that's a, right? You just kind of, you're just kicking back in the bullpen you know, chewing on sunflower seeds, you know, you get pulled in just to, just to throw against a left-hander and they're like, all right, yeah, you're out. You go back and chill. That's gotta be the best. Yeah. That's a, uh, that's a relatively new concept. You know, it kind of came up in the nineties pretty much with these relief pitchers and it's taken off and now it's a huge part of the game. I mean, relief pitchers, your bullpen is seen as a huge commodity in baseball now. Um, some people valuing it almost as much as they're starting pitching. So it's kind of flipping the script. But, yeah, I'd say in the 90s, if you were like a relief pitcher when it didn't really matter, yeah, for sure. Now, it, yeah, I mean, yes, but these guys are asked a lot uh, nowadays. And it could be a super pressure-packed position. But, but um, you only got to do it for an inning. You do. You out for an inning, man. You that's do, it, but that, that's the thing is you better rock that <laughs> inning. Or else, you know, you have a terrible week if you have two bad outings because that's pretty much your whole week. <laughs> but, right. um, yeah, so long story short, I mean, we're going to have to keep an eye on this Kyler Murray thing because it's going to be a really interesting discussion that everyone's going to be having as the year goes on, how much effort he gives and, and how far does he go. And if an injury sparks up, you know, how do the A's feel? Huge gamble on the A's part, um, huge gamble on Kyler's part. Even if that money is guaranteed, it just, you know, I, 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 just, I question the decision every day why you would do something like this. But I don't know. Lincoln Riley must be a, uh, either a hell of a recruiter or um, he's got a lot of, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to make any accusations, but something might be going on in Oklahoma. <laughs> I don't know. But um, let, me give, let me give you one more dark horse. Okay? Yeah, yeah go, go for it. This is a very dark horse, and this is me being an Aggie homer. Travion Williams for A and M, running back for A and M. He can run. If you watch the game against Northwestern, I mean, I believe he had three touchdowns, ran for two hundred and something yards against an inferior defense. But if A and M's A and M's offensive line did not gel well last year, if they can gel and he can get some lanes, watch out because he really had a nice game. Um, Thursday night. So. What? What? Uh, I, I I saw that. I did watch some of that game, and he he was impressive. Um, what yeah. what class is he? Do you know? I believe he's a senior. Oh, a senior! Wow. Okay. I I think he is a senior. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got that to look forward to, kind of going out on his senior year. It's um, it might be a little bit of a weaker year this year. There's not like a perennial talent. I mean, maybe you could say Bryce Love, but it's definitely a jam a jam packed year. There's a lot of competition, and it's it's going to be a dogfight to the end. I think a lot of these guys can make some noise and and um, really compete for that. So it's going to be really interesting to watch, as always, is the Heisman watch. Here we go. He had uh, 240 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, that's solid. That's a solid start. That's solid. That's solid. So, oh, he's a junior. He's a junior. junior. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so if he stays, I, I'd say his senior year, if he can put together a solid year this year, uh, his senior year, he, I, you know, he might be on the watch. It, it's, right. you know. Hard to say, but um, yeah, that's something to look out for. Um, all right, all right. Well, there's our uh, Heisman, our Heisman talk, our preview, our predictions, our dark horses, right. etc. What Heisman slash baseball? Heisman slash baseball. We did get you always yeah, Heisman get, slash hey, baseball. You always got to get in a little baseball. It's year round. You can't escape it. It's everywhere. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah. Oh, also with that, um, I got to mention because I didn't mention this in the first podcast. Montana pulling out the victory. Uh, oh yeah, how they do? School, University of Montana, go Grizz! Uh, pulled it out. Number twenty-four, Montana taking over number thirteen, Northern Iowa in Missoula. You do not want to play the Grizz in Missoula. That's all I gotta say. Uh, nice. They won that one twenty-six twenty-three. Um, if you have any extra time, anyone at home or you, Casey, especially, look up Jerry Louie McGee highlights. That guy, one of the most explosive players I've ever seen in college football, and I'm not just saying it because he plays for the Grizz. He had a punt return last year against Northern Iowa. This guy can stop on a dime. Turn. I mean, he's so much faster than everyone out on the field. One of the most exciting and explosive players I've seen in college football, and I'm not saying that lightly. He is unbelievable. Jerry, awesome. Jerry Louie McGee is his name. So okay. look him up. But with that, we're going to take this out. Uh, that is our two episodes for this week. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your friends and family on any social media platform you want. Um, leave us a rating or review. Uh, it helps a ton with uh, visibility and stuff. So, yeah, I think that's it. Um, with that, Casey, any, uh, any final words? I'm getting ready to go over to uh, to uh, your your grandmother's and eat some food for her birthday. So happy birthday to to Sandy. Yes, happy birthday, Grandma. Absolutely, and happy Labor Day to everyone else. Also, um, enjoy it. Be safe. Have fun. And uh, me and Casey will see you guys uh, here on the Unpopular Opinions podcast next week. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Have a good week and go watch some college football. Bye bye. Thank you.